Many people have problems with art and not with reality. So why is art different? It's pretty simple, right? This is knowledge, this is thinking, this is thought. Yeah, it does something strange with your head. Welcome to the Undergang Armchair. Bring it. Welcome to the Undergang Armchair. My name is still Londo. Well, hi friends, it's, uh, it's been a long time. I do apologize for the break in the programming schedule here. I do, of course, have a million excuses I could throw at you, but uh, excuses are for teenagers, so I will just say this. We are working on some serious, serious platform changes here, and we're almost ready to share them with you. Uh, in reality, hopefully already next week. So do stay tuned and all of that good stuff. It's coming your way. I do have even better news, though. And that is today, finally, on my part, we have C. Nivelle on the show. This has been a long time coming. Her and I are kind of colleagues of sorts now, and uh, I'm starting to get to know her. And it was about high time we had her on the program. And the truth is, she's actually uh, kind of an inspiration to me. She's one of the hardest working artists I've ever met. She has about 1,500 projects on top of her own production at any given moment. Uh, she's a serial collaborator. She reaches out to people and she doesn't ask for permission to do anything. She just makes it work through her own hard work and uh, scrappiness. So I think that's kind of something we all need. There's a lot of waiting around for permission for artists and uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. So seen as kind of an inspiration with her forward drive with her artistic practice. But our talk is also fascinating because we hear about her doubts and thoughts and dreams about her total practice. And, uh, you know, if that isn't what this show is for, I don't know what it is. So um, I'll get out of the way here. Please enjoy C. Novelle and uh, stay tuned. about thinking and actually she's German and they have the word Geist and mm. Geist is something of the same as art in Danish. It's not it can be but it's not necessarily uh, connected to spirituality or uh, um, some over word wordly thing you know? Right. But I think you actually gave me the perfect segue yeah. when you talked about having this fluid life, uh, you know, all these different parts that you move around and yeah. how it's not necessarily so compartmentalized. Mm. Because one of the things that fascinates me about you and your practice and what you do is the amount of things you do and the amount of extra personal artistic you do <laughs> can i say that extra personal artistic that's a i'm not really sure what you what well, you mean by that when i say extra i mean outside of your personal like artistic extraterrestrial exactly artistic. foreign to so like you you've had a numerous art spaces for exhibiting other people's art as well as your own mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you are super active in uh, working with a younger generation of artists and curators mm -hmm. um you had a tv show for a while which yeah, you may yeah. still have live stream yes uh, now it's only comes in packs of a special uh, uh, connected to a specific project so you uh, have you know stream. instead of just saying i'm gonna make my own art all the time you have the external world that you've built up as well yeah but also to this uh, list is that i'm an artist myself i i have a master's which i did very late in life mm -hmm. but i uh, was uh, until then i there's still I was hope for me is that what you're saying <laughs> yeah but until then i was just self-taught you know right uh, doing working deeper and deeper into to photography and, and visual art mm. but so uh, i have a master's in, in in fine art photography and i work with photography and video art and performance art now a little and um i use elements i make installations so I also have that private practice, you can say that. But that's private, what I mean, yeah, that yeah, you have yeah. a lot of energy in that Yeah. on top of all the other stuff. Or yeah, even I did, in, I did, in case of, you know. Yeah, I did a few. Like, I think I do. Recently, it's been like one solo show, at least a year. And then oh, group connections and group shows and so on. Um, but... Um, on so, top of so, so working I've, I've been so lucky to be invited to that, right. which I, I always think that now it's going to stop. That was the peak. Um, but so far, it's a, because a solo show is special because you can you can work the whole you can you can make people enter your whole 
entity right. of thinking or working or a, a sense spirit thing <laughs> to, to try to translate the Danish words, which is totally wrong in English. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I do that, and then I do all the other stuff, and um, and uh, and then I work. Uh, my job job to uh, pay the rent at home because there's no money in any of the other things i'm really i'm really bad with that yeah but i mean this is well yes and no you are and you aren't because you've also run uh you know you you have been able to make a two-year plan for an exhibition space beforehand apply for money and get that financially off the ground and that's a huge amount of work Hmm. So yes and no, maybe, you know, you're yeah. bad at making the extra money. But I'm you... bad at making money for myself. Exactly. I always put it into the projects because, yeah. you know, it always means it can it can go a little further. Or, you know, there's also a thing when you, I work very much in a no budget zone, meaning that, you know, the last year we had this uh, exhibition space as a group, but I was kind of the... the the, the, the center character, meaning that I was the one always knowing when we need to apply for money and uh, when we need funding, uh, you know, need to find money, need to have a new exhibition. We, the the one the keeping track of, of, of the whole, you know, uh, flow in the space and that, you know, and... Um, Project management, really. Yeah, exactly. And um, and um, uh, we just had to, to get the rent and as soon as the rent was secured, then it's kind of no budget. But as soon as you start, that's my, oh my always my problem in these projects is as soon as you start giving salary to somebody or fees, you know, you actually ought to do it to everybody. And that's a lot of money you have to make where it's very much easier. I'm like a fish in water when it's no budget, everything. And we all do it because we're happy, stupid artists that right, believes no in what we're doing. Like, you know? No one's getting anything. So, you know, hang around if you yeah. want to. But. And if we have a little, then, you know, a few uh, people can get a little, you yeah, know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to change that because I, I, I know how hard it is for myself financially. Mm. Yeah. And actually, this is very... Why do we talk about money? It's very... Very boring topic. Well, because it, <laughs> it, it ties back. I'll tell you how it ties back. Uh-huh. It ties back in the sense that you continually work in this way. Let's not talk necessarily about money, but about in terms of having to do everything yourself, having to do, yeah. um, to, to, you get no outside assistance or permission. Mm-hmm. Um, do you ever dream of just uh, selling artwork, laying in the around, laying around, being in your studio, making work, selling artwork, getting income from that, bing, bang, boom? I think that I dream about it all the time. Mm. You know, this for uh, What do you? How do you say that in English? Uh, the, I'm so bad at changing the words. Uh, the ability to go in, you know, to to really uh, delve into something. Yeah. 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 I dream about that. Yeah. I, I, you know, I had a long time where I could had time to to read philosophy, and uh, you know, theory books and so on. And when you do that, it's really complicated. It takes time. And I was walking. I'd been ill, so I was walking a lot, and I could think about everything that I had. You know, reading when I was waiting at the hospital, I was usually it was like half an hour. It's perfect. You know, then you can read for half an hour. Right. That's it. When it's philosophy, and then you can right. walk around, and then you can think about it. And I really dream about that time. Yeah, because you're so, constantly pulled out of that it, practice. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is that if I was just in my studio doing work uh, and and selling uh, and you know making a living of that, I think first of all, I think it can be pretty stressful mm-hmm. to produce enough. That's, Absolutely. You know, that's a different. But I think also, if everything was well, if you know somebody gave me, me a million and uh, said, "Okay, rest your soul, go yeah. and do whatever you want to," <laughs> uh, I think I would start doing something that matters again. What do you mean by that? Something that you know, um, uh, my my works matters because they're kind of a they're always connected to some thinking about being in life and how we as humans being are in life Mm -hmm. but uh, most people would consider them very unpolitical i consider them that the 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 underlying background is very political but it is i work with with the aesthetics as a language or as a an impact Mm. um very often, I also connected to some kind of intellectual thinking or something. But in some of the things I do, that's how I work. Whereas when I do the the live 
stream TV, it's a different thing. Then it can be more political. It's a direct tool to work politically. Right, it's more overt in that sense. But but yeah, um, but um, but uh, uh, when I do all these exhibition spaces and so on, it's always from uh, an urge to uh, to change the world. You know, and and if I was just sitting in my studio doing my stuff, my pictures and my videos, and I, I would, you know, maybe they would become more political. I don't know, more direct political, mm. because it is there, but it's just very subtle. In the, I, I sometimes I think about it's like a, you know making um, know. Sometimes I think that we believe that things have to be very directly for. For, to have an impact on the world, and I think that everybody is doing very direct. No, not everybody, but but it, you know the subtle impact, the mm. indirect impact, the unquantifiable is, impact. Yeah, and not so obvious yeah. uh, understanding. The not, is is actually extremely important uh, in our time. Mm. I think also the visual aesthetics becomes extremely important because we we are raped with pictures all the time. And uh, and the thing to quietly look at a picture, you know, go, go into it. I think it's, you know, I think it's important. I think somehow it's important for our own. <laughs> yeah. But it's intellectual. <laughs> it's it's intellectual. It's, it's important because it's uh, expanding us. I'm happy to hear that because I get very cynical sometimes about art having any power at all to change the world or do anything, really. It can affect us you know like mm. i mentioned earlier you work with mm. with a lot of young artists yeah. Uh, yeah and that must clearly have an effect on them to have uh, this collaboration and have uh, have someone who has a lot of experience how yeah. you know just input etc but uh, i do get really cynical about the ability you know if someone says i want to change the world with my art my thought is usually like go change the world don't make but, art you know you know but the, yeah but that's also true i my answer would be like that too mm. I don't want to change the world with my art. I'm like a philosopher, mm. you know. Do you change the world when you write a philosophy book? Question you know, mark. <laughs> it's not that I'm a philosopher because, and, and a philosopher is something totally different. Mm. But my way of, of working with my thoughts of being in the world and my, my artworks is actually in that line. Mm. So instead of being in an activistic line or, you know, because a lot of people work like that and, and, you know, we're just in different spots, you mm. can say. And mm. and, uh, but actually, I would say something about um, the um, DIY. 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 Platform that I move on a lot mm. is generated from the same. I never. I think it's boring when you work in a visual language or artistic language or activistic language that's already created. You know, it's always about creating your own platform. Mm -hmm. It's always about creating, not because things have to be new, but because uh, thinking can be unique. Groups can create something unique, or you can, you know. And we have to, if I should put more into the world, why should I put something into the world that is already there almost, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, so I always, you know, my, it's, my generator is always moving for making a new kind of, putting things together in a different way so it makes a new kind of space. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it's not interesting. But it's not always it becomes a new space. It's not always it works. I have an intention and I, and I work with also the exhibition spaces. I always work like I do with my artwork. I am not the one who can sit down and write a whole project description. And then I, you know, I start working afterwards. You know, I, re I remember once heard that, I don't know, it's a, it's a story, but it's just to, <laughs> I heard Hitchcock saying that, you know, he made all these total finished uh uh what do you call oh, it like the the treatments or the no, scripts or the scripts what do you call them uh, uh books when you oh yeah when you're what making, are they my yeah. english is falling apart yeah, they yeah. are called um i used Script? to do these they're little drawings you make little yeah, squares yeah, yeah, and you yeah, draw yeah. out the scenes he, and he block finished and... everything camera angles light everything right. 
when he had made this script. Before he even started the movie. Before, so for him, when he started filming, it was boring. Mm. Because he already done the film You're in his head. just acting it out. Yeah. And I'm totally opposite. I don't know what I'm doing. I have an idea. I follow some kind of hunch. Mm. And I have no idea where it leads to. And and I have to walk along. And, and it's the same when I do an exhibition space. So it's not always that it ends up creating something new. But the intention is that I need to go on a path that I cannot see somebody else has been walking on. Because that's boring. And that's not expanding the world. So in that way, there is the same kind of intention behind. So basically, you're, you, when you're, you're following your nose, you're looking at something and saying, this doesn't look very interesting no, unless we do it this way. I'm following my inner nose. Exactly. I'm not following the outer. I'm, <laughs> I'm, following, you know, I'm following some thoughts that I don't even know what means. Right. But you, you are gravitating towards this unknown. Because, you know, we talked about this just a second ago. I have very much, like, I'm the control freak guy and I need mm. the, the systems to be set up. And so, therefore, I'm constantly seeking permission mm. to be able to work instead of being like, yeah, fuck all that. I'm going to do it myself. Mm. And we live, luckily, in a country which, uh, in a lot of ways, has a system in which you can build up uh, some sort of financial it's miserable. No one's making a lot of money, but you can like pay the rent, you know, yeah. or, or whatever it might be. Uh, but I don't tend to gravitate towards that because I think the, the insecurity of it makes it even more hard to make the work or to do anything. For me, it has nothing to do with where I live. It's also always about seeing what kind of possibilities there is. I think actually Denmark and Copenhagen is much more limited in that because everything is so structured and controlled. Mm. And, uh, you know... Uh, but so, you made it work. So Yeah, I did. And I can tell you that the first exhibition space I had, it was I had a, had a studio and a dark room and I closed down the dark room and then I made a gallery because there was a need for... Um, it was uh, in mid series, 2005. Mm. I thought there was a, a need for uh, the whole wave of uh, contemporary photography art, mm -hmm. fine art. Mm -hmm. uh, was that Cena Valley Gallery? What was it yeah, called? Yeah. yeah, because Photographic Center was not showing so much. It's some, a little Finnish, a little, you know, the Finns were, were hot big. on the yeah, air, yeah. but, but not so much. And people in Copenhagen, in my uh, colleagues from my, they were complaining, they were bitching about. It. I was at a dinner with a lot of uh, uh, people from working with photographic art, and they were bitching about that they were so, you know, there were so few platforms for it. So I thought, okay, I'm opening a gallery. Right. And then shut I opened, up, let's do this. And then I opened a gallery. I never applied for any money. Mm. I never got anything paid. Yeah, one time I made an exhibition with the um, Icelandic. Art Academy, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, we applied some Danish Icelandic fund and got five thousand. That was the only thing Ooh, I ever yeah. got. Um, and um, I, after a while, after a short while, it, it turned out that uh, every time I invited somebody, they wanted to do something else in photography. So I opened the space up to, you know, the reason changed, right. the motivation, the the need changed. Well, your and, desire too. Yeah, but more also, it's usually also based on what is needed here. What is lacking? Mm -hmm. And at that time, it was in 2005, there was this huge boost of um, commercial galleries in Copenhagen. Everything. There was so much money in art. But there was no underground. Yeah. Underground was a word that, you know, was connected to Limas or Smirnov. You know, you could not use that word. Yeah. And I didn't care about that. And I invited the noise scene to, we made festivals and, you know, stuff like this. So we became, so the, I found out that you know, it's about, I worked with, I hate that. I worked from, and I hate intuition, stomach and shit like that. But a feeling of, you know, this is needed. Right. And what happened was we created some kind of um, environment. And when you meet people who was playing in my, was part of these festivals back then, they still talk about it. Oh, I got it. I got it. I met somebody who said, "Oh, you know, I played down here where we where it all began." Because at that time there wasn't all these uh, people playing around on on the on the uh, institutions or uh, galleries or anything like that. There right. was no noise. They had their own little uh, uh, hidden there, scene. There was no structure, really. No, they had their own hidden scene. Nobody knew it existed. Hmm. You know, if you weren't part of it, nobody knew it. So we. So in that way, you know, I had no money from nowhere. I, I just did it. And um, I learned along and I, and I continued walking that path. 
But what is it about that? Because you dream about having the chance to go more in depth with your work. And you're, you, you realize also that it could also be a bad thing that you get something out of the external you. Uh, having these spaces, working with other artists that maybe being alone wouldn't necessarily be the dream that we like to make it to be. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I'm doing this podcast sometimes. I'm yeah. like, for the love of God, what are you doing? You need to be working on the other thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. But for some reason, I keep being drawn back to it because I get a lot out of talking to people and about this. There, There is something about the more open not just a studio practice, yeah. but being part of something. Yeah. And there's probably a lot more opportunities than we give credit for also mm. by doing this. Yeah. But... What is it? Because I've seen you, you know, we know each other. So I've yeah. seen you also have those moments where your head is in your hands and you're like, what am I doing? Yeah. This is way yeah. too much work. What yeah. the, what the fuck, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Uh, but you go back, you keep going back. Yeah. The thing is that I'm 51 now and I have, I have been, I've had cancer and, uh, you know, sometimes my health is uh, not working so well. So I, uh, and when I work so much, sometimes I just, uh, get sick yeah. and I get sick and I get sick and I get sick and I get sick and you know and sometimes it's also um, like stress because I, I just have uh, too much on my plate mm. um, so I really don't know I and mean, now the thing is that we have uh, uh, stopped close the contract with the, the space now we have a staple in the meatpacking district as an exhibition space which is very raw and weird mm -hmm. Um rough like shit like hell <laughs> like a stable uh, like a sta like an, uh, uh, a genuine really old original stable yeah yeah um and we have we have canceled the contract now so we don't so i don't have to carry the load of financing um, uh, getting money for for financing the space all the time how long is it going to be when, when is it over? Uh, in July, it's the last month. Oh, that's right. So, that's soon. Yeah. But the thing is, we have access to the space uh, from uh, our uh, co co collaborators, yeah. uh, Warehouse 9. So you can so always we leave can... the door just a little yeah, but bit the thing open. Is, but, no, we already have some plans, you know. Yeah. We have an, an exhibition coming up in uh, October mm. with Class Dark. Uh, uh, and, um, and then we apply for money, and then we, of course, pay for, for that you know, we have to that negotiate period. some kind. Yeah, so we will still exist, but we will be much more free. I will, uh, you know. So what I do is I I put too much on my on my plate, and then I suddenly realize that uh, it's too many things because every little thing, then new opportunities come, and then I also take that in, and then I also take and that. Then in. And there's too much going and then on. Suddenly <laughs> it's too crazy, and then I I have to to downsize it. Yeah. So that's what I'm doing now. Mm. But it's also to be playful and free. Mm. To not make it too rigid, too systemized, too much yeah. the same. Because it's killing me. Then it's not fun anymore. And then mm. it's just like another job. Mm. And uh, uh, that's then then um, then also the um, the the feeling of the the place disappears. Mm -hmm. um, it's about making a platform for meeting. Uh, you know about. Um, making a platform for meeting uh, to um, kind of um, open up for other ways to be in the world. It can be, we're very much, uh, uh, some of the group, the syndicate is, is very interested in, um, I mean, Cree is a syndicate, mm -hmm. but I am just the, the, the main character, like the, the, the one pulling all the strings. But then there's some that's working very much with um nature and connectedness and feminism like hydrofeminism and the, so on and there is the, some working very much with some philosophers and some artists but everybody is concerned about that we need to rethink how we are in the world and we need to connect to the world again and we need to um and and we are uh, you know criticizing some thoughts of the enlightenment of the modernism which was a very good thing but there was also a lot of um you can call it um, side effects mm -hmm. that is overwhelming and we re to need to rethink a lot, a lot of the structure. So it's a very, it's, we have some, we have a manifest and we have some basic things uh, that we all are kind of um, up to. Yeah. <laughs> concerned with. Concerned with. Concerned yeah. ourselves. And that's yeah. the essence. So, so, so that platform doesn't have to be a physical platform because now it has been there. Now it's manifested. Right. And that ties back into 
individual mm-hmm. practice that you guys all might have, whatever it mm-hmm. is that you do. Yeah. And I think it's a good thing to pivot too, because yeah. you also just had your own solo show, which is the whole other thing, yeah. which is that you have a studio, you have an artistic practice, you produce things, you hang yeah. them on the wall. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I, uh, was closest this is the show of yours that i've been closest to in terms of actually seeing <laughs> yeah <laughs> also in production but yeah. also just seeing that seeing it have become yeah itself yeah um and it seemed like you felt very good about this show like it, it felt it was a good experience for you to make a solo show put your name on an invite and, and yeah the thing in. is that it's a it's a uh I must say that part of my practice, and you know, this back to the sitting in the studio working with, I always question, do we need to produce all these things? Mm. You know, artists as, uh, are producers, and we produce things into the world as well as so many other companies. And, you know, so that's always a question. More stuff. Yeah, more stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I always question myself. I mm. always question why, you know, and sometimes, you know, it. But I work with photography, and I and I keep going back to that media. But this show was a mix of, of video and photography, and this video was actually a video piece I made from a performance that I created last year. And um, and and the reason why I was so happy with the show, both because of some of you know the the, the works that I I thought um, ended where I wanted it to end, you know, like become what I wanted to become mm. but also um, because this was the end of Homo Canosa project and Homo Canosa project I've been working on since 2014-15 I started with the first and uh, and for me it's uh, you know I it's it's been a lot of thinking around that and a lot of works and it's very loose project in a way it has a lot of um mm, a lot of side uh, uh, side side groups. yeah or, or it's made out of different you know right parts that is kind of uh, in the same head yeah. and this one <clears throat> because of the video which is a sci-fi lecture some archaeologists have dug out some bodies from our time mm. and um and talk about what they find um and homo canosa i can say is is, is I usually call it human of flesh. Hmm. Uh, so it's a whole proje- project about our relation to our base material, our own nature, our flesh, but also the, the, the our base nutrition for many people, not necessarily all, uh, and about some kind of alienation connected mm-hmm. to this nature of us of ourselves and 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 the animals so we see animals as products instead of live creatures and we see our own flesh as uh, either a study for research or uh, science or or something we we kind of uh, try to manipulate to look nice or right. or ignore as much as possible or ignore yeah a whole stuff that we ignore the inner yeah you know? so it's very much about you know connecting uh, split, uh, you know, uh, exploding or splitting up the, the dualistic uh, uh, setup. You know, the 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 the, the, the split between the, the material world and the spiritual world, and and connecting them. Right, that we're just writing the, the body is essentially a machine which carries the brain. That yeah, idea. yeah, and 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 for me, it's you know, it's we need to to and to connect with ourselves it, there's a huge my uh, what i see is that i i see that in the western world or in the uh we can't see an industrialized world anymore because it's but but in the in the contemporary new capitalistic world we need we have the alienation that began in the in the modernization and industrialization has like taken some kind of speed warp Warp speed, it's called, you know, and it's it's beyond the beyond of alienation, and yeah. we don't even get it yet, and uh, and and that's what I'm addressing, and I do it visually so people are confronted with flesh in different way, right? uh, aesthetic or grotesque or uh, erotic or uh, uh, beautiful mm-hmm. landscaping. Uh, cosmic uh, whatever you know but it's kind of it's kind of massaging our uh, 
our own relation to our own basic flex. That's how I think about the, the, the visual pieces. Mm. Um, but the, the video is um, explaining in a, in a different way, from a totally different angle, and and connecting to the viewer from a totally different angle. But it's in the same project. Mm. So I felt very happy because I felt that now it's now I've done it. Now, uh, you know, I had the feeling all the time that ah, I'd done like four solo shows in different as different parts of this, and it wasn't really there yet. And da 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 da. da. And now and you kind of did it. Yeah. Now I I, I I close the circle with with this uh, both that uh, the the pictures the visual visual pictures was this time human tissue mm-hmm. and not animal tissue which you'd been researching or trying to get a hold of for a long yeah, time the placenta yeah, yeah. Uh, I tried to find out how to photograph human tissue because I thought it should not only be animal intestines and I wanted intestines or something you know it's right. not microscope photographs it's it's close-ups but it's not microscope right. it's hard to get human intestines <laughs> it is and uh and it's also something about you know if if things become too complicated first of all i don't have a lot of time sitting in my studio riding around to the world applying for money to to go to mexico to meet a, a mortician there you know right I don't have half a year, half a year, you know, I don't have half a year to, to, to do all the work it takes. Mm. I don't, I, you know, then I can't pay my rent, rent at home, period. So that's just not an option, you know? So, uh, I, I was thinking in all directions, I've been writing out to some pro-life people and the, you know, not, not pro-life, what's called them, um, uh, the people who are in, so interested in, in death, there's a lot of, um, Oh, like the whole uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, accepting death movement. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. You know, and and there's a lot of people who are, are working very much with mm-hmm. this right now. Mm-hmm. And I've been, you know, trying to find a way to do to do. I wrote to to uh, the forensics in Denmark, and you know, the different hospitals and so on. But there is there's so many we rules. We can't give you this. <laughs> no, no, and and I can't come there. And I have so many. And there's a lot of ethical concerns, yeah. also. Yeah, with, and then, with, I'm with cool with that. I'm cool with that. And then uh, this midwife said, "How about a placenta?" Mm. And he was like, "Perfect, because it's not death; it's life." Right. So that's how the last pictures was human tissue, and it was you know human tissues bringing life, and it wasn't a cadaver. It was right. You know, it was alive in that yeah, sense. Yeah. 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 So. Well, I thought it worked out great, just as having been on the sidelines and watching this come to be. But I'm curious also, when you say it's done now, mm-hmm. how much effort are you going to put into putting it out there? Or is it done, done? Yeah, you know no, what I mean? Like I you know. had a show and you put a ton of work into this. Should it have a longer life in terms of a public facing? I, I would like, I would love to do uh, a book. Yeah. Yeah, but also because it's also... I think a line of thinking, you know, it's, mm. it's more than just uh, a visual project. It's uh, it's a whole it's thinking a, yeah. project for me. So, and I would love to do a book. That uh, format would be great for it in reality. Cause you could do all sorts of stuff with it. Yeah. And I, I have an idea about how to uh, go about it, but it's very important for me that if I do a book, then you enter the project you do, you don't just take a book up and look at it and the pictures don't work as an as a as a normal really light nice you know uh, intaking photo book you know it's not a coffee just, table book no but also you know i have a lot of i have a shelf full of art books you know and it's books about maybe as if a photographer than a book about a huge project or you know right retrospective yeah. style yeah or you know just mm. uh, this uh, exhibition mm. and there is like this Finnish photographer who did this whole exhibition with portrait you know I have books like that or Jeff Wall you know big books with his a lot of his different series and so on it would never work like that mm. you'd have to enter the human your homokonosha project in a way so the book has to have some kind of again mm-hmm. <laughs> sensual mm-hmm. uh, which is sensuousness a, yeah sensuousness in a way yeah maybe you can <laughs> create a word yeah. yeah um so you can enter and and then there has to be some text also so, so uh, that's my thinking but i i have been too busy to to dive into it and are you torn between wanting to start a new project also feel that feeling of being done 
And like, okay, no, 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 I'm, I'm already working a little bit of this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At the same time, you know? Uh, so, yeah. I mean, because that's just super interesting, this, this, this idea of the life of a project, right? And the other thing is, you're, you're, let's, a good example is your website. If you go to your website, which I think people should do, <laughs> there is a ton of stuff on there. Yeah. You are extremely prolific. And it can be hard to then figure out where do we start? Like, what life does this stuff have? And it also ties back to this idea of, like, why do we produce more more stuff, less stuff? What are we doing here? Um, but, but for me, the forward-facing part of all of this, the engagement with the public, is, is, a, is a big question. Because for me, the high comes from making it in a lot of ways. And then the high comes maybe one day from showing it, the first four hours of showing it. And then after that, it's just kind of like, okay, now what? You know, and so there's that whole relationship to the public, which you've built up through exhibition space and stuff. But what about in terms of just your work? The thing is that um, I think that um, approaching others with your own work is really hard. And I don't like that. Um and um is it because it's humiliating or no it's fragile mm. and i have problems with doing that and keeping my self-respect no mm. no no I, I have problems with doing that in a, in a dignified way where i don't become some kind of underdog or something i i really uh have problems with that position because I change and it's I don't so and I, I don't I don't like to change. I don't like to be somebody's underdog. Mm. And and it's nothing to nothing what other people do, it's what I, I do myself. Right. So I'm so insecure when it's about my own stuff. So I rather just, you know, um then I just leave it and then I go somewhere else. And you see know? if something happens if I mean, you know, but maybe that's also a good reason to do be part of these big collaborative projects because then you have permission to do whatever you want with your own stuff in those contexts too. You show work sometimes as part of these uh, artist-run spaces that you yeah can, you know, yeah. and then you don't have to come with your hat in your hand and say, "Please, may I? Uh, yeah. may, is this good enough to to be? You know, it's that whole yeah. permission complex, the military-industrial permission complex." Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I just uh, I've been reaching out a few times but um the thing is that um now the homo Canosa project is pretty special mm. because it's it's very abstract photographs uh, and it's very uh the visuality is uh, somehow um like old classic painting something it's very in 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 some of them at least uh, there is different uh visual languages mm. no 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 yeah visual outcomes yeah. but we're in a field where you are diving into flesh and uh, a lot of people don't like that aesthetics i'm sure of that because you know and they don't like the project so it, it's also very special right and it doesn't so, necessarily reflect and it's on very anything. difficult and it's no not very different it's very different from what uh, my other photographic projects are because it's usually stage photography usually i use myself as an actor to um, make some kind of metaphors uh, commenting on things or working with absurdity or you know um dealing with how to be in life in different ways you know so it's very different uh and um and i have understood now that uh, a lot of people don't like that project so much. And I don't care, you know, because I do it because I had to do it and, and I continue to do it because it's not finished. And, mm. you know, uh, and there is no emptiness like that because, you know, uh, it's like, it's like I said, it's like writing a book, you know. Now the last chapter is there, you know. It's not, but <laughs> I was the last chapter would be sure? would be actually a public publication and, and right. something that takes the whole thinking of a project and and put it together. You know, it's mm. it, I, when I say thinking, I I talk aesthetically. Right. <laughs> it's, it's it's a weird mix of thoughts, philosophy, poetry, and and visual aesthetics. But that's where you have like in a way, it seems to me like this project runs up against the limits of photography because it is very ornate and uh, visually beautiful and stuff. But you're talking about something beyond the photograph hanging on the wall. I'm not interested in which you know I use. 
I come from photography and I love the media. I really love to work with it, but uh, I don't care. I'm I'm reckless in that. In that way, I'm totally reckless as well. You know, it doesn't. I don't uh, think of in terms of uh, is it a photograph or is it a digitally da 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 or is it I'm doing a picture. Right. You know, uh, and uh, and you can say the source is flesh. Yes, that's maybe important, but you know the picture is important. You know, so in so, and of itself as an object, it, yeah, I could it could have been a painting, you know, you know. But and, the interesting thing is, for example, you say the picture is important, but when you talk about a book, you have to go farther into it than a picture in a book. Yeah, yeah, but the picture is each piece, and and what you see is representing the thought mm. in the book. Right. You know, um, so. Which goes back to that weird idea also where you're talking about the whole thing about like, do I even, should I produce? What is all this for? Yes, you know? yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's easy to spin out on, you know, to get into this weird circle. Yeah. it's And it's really hard. I think about it both as uh, when we make shows in in, uh, in Cray and uh, and uh, and when I do my own shows. And I've, I think a lot about, I saw that just they just had a an opening for a professor at the, at the art academy for uh, um, recycling uh, art uh, artwork mm. made out recently really great that uh, I think that we in the art world are starting to think that way right. because we have been huge contributors to to the production level and we transport in big boxes very things all around the world it's environmentally really bad yeah it is i think and a lot uh, about frames i worked in framing mm-hmm. and some of the cheap affordable frames are, are rainforest wood i i'm totally uh, i felt totally in love with the latex mm-hmm. you know latex is seems like skin i thought it was synthetic but then i find out latex is from from um uh, rubber trees yeah. i'm not finished with it yet that's another project i have some things sometimes like and i don't really understand when i work with it mm. what it why i do it it's usually coming but i'm just kind of clinging to it for a while and doing it once it was like that it was flies mm-hmm. it was working with flies in all kind of ways and I, you know so i kind of sometimes grab hold of something and then i explore it both in photographs and and in objects and make things out of it what is this for in a way i don't know yeah yeah and it all becomes very metaphoric and then maybe two years later i realized what i was uh, actually working with what kind of an idea that was behind isn't that frustrating or no it's frustrating because everything is based on applying for money is based on that you can put words on your things Mm. it's not frustrating because it takes a long time or that later you see what it was for no it's fun I like your attitude. I get frustrated because I will take two years to figure something out and just be like, "Ah, it was right there. I should have figured it out. I had two years of good work time, you know. But I I mean, sometimes it's crazy how blind you can be. I once did a picture of a a nude girl who had very, very small, like almost boyish body, but she was a woman actually. (laughs) And she was standing, uh, you know, in, in a silhouette almost in front of a window. And then there was... A little pool of blood between her legs, between her feet, mm-hmm. from dripping, you know. Mm. And that was shortly after I had had aborted, made an, not a, uh, what do you call it, lost the, the fetus, you know. Mm. And I didn't make a connection. Yeah. Like totally, I mean, how crazy, how, how Right, how crazy. straightforward is that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there is, you couldn't make it more straightforward than that. But that's fascinating because that's the life of the unconscious, right? Uh, yeah, And this, yeah. this like bubbling. I just had to make that picture. Yeah, without ever really thinking about why. <laughs> My God, yeah. You, <laughs> well, know, you know what? We, we're sitting here talking. I like your, your, your format, but I also think it's very... Um, um, very loose. We're mm-hmm. talking very different ways, you know. Maybe uh, you could need, <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, hard to tie it together. A, yeah, I think it would be very hard to... to it is, and that's one us. of the problems or one of the challenges of doing it this way. Mm. And I always don't, I don't know how to, because I don't know how to tie art together. Mm. I think that's probably the biggest problem mm. is I still don't know what to do with all mm. of this. Mm. But I keep coming back to mm. it. Mm. Um, so you're welcome if you have any suggestions to, to, to like where to go with, with something like this. Cause for me, yeah. it's always just like a timestamp. I had to hear and a now in a conversation. 
Yeah. And part of it is just the way I talk. Yeah. Uh, but the other part of it is I don't actually know what art is for. I don't know why it is that we yeah, make art. Yeah. And, and you know, my I can be very, um, like when you teach, you can be very uh, concrete and, and, and having very, it's hard for me, but I can be very like uh, talking very simple about the direct, about the process or about topics. But my head is very floating off, and so when we have this loose talk, it's kind of like you know all the time it just floats into oh this and that and that. Oh, I want to comment this you said ten right. minutes ago. Yeah. How do we so, land this plan? <laughs> yeah, I'm just curious if you can you can use it for anything because I think it's well. I don't ever loose. pretend it's anything else than what it is no. because for me it's fascinating to give artists the chance to talk loosely about what they do. Yeah. But it does mean it is unstructured. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's and cool. it comes back, in a sense, to me, to the question of why we do it. Yeah. You know, you don't have, you started later with making art, if I understand mm -hmm. correctly. Mm -hmm. And do, do you ever question even why you do what, what you do? I question it all the time. Because I think that when I do art, and I want, I mean, I do some, I do, I make something because I think that I have something special that, you know, is so interesting that others should maybe, could maybe get something out of seeing it. Um, so if I take that position, I really have to do my best because why should I be able to make something special? This world is full of unique beings, you know, unique human beings. And, and, uh, and and to take that position to think that I have something too special to contribute with, you know, I really I question it all the time. Hey, and you just went two directions there, you know. That a you have something to come with, and b do I, you know? Well, I have to to be sure that I think it's uh, that I can um, argue for that mm. that this is so important that I will do an effort. For others to to show it to others. But what so, about to you? How important is it to you? Yeah, but I can I can do it in my free time and I can put it in my in my drawer if it's you know. But if as soon as I I, you know, I can't help it. I I do if I don't do these works and it can be text or visuals or at different times. Sometimes it's only text I work with poetry or whatever, you know. If I don't, I uh, I get depressed. I think I get down, you know, when I was alone, I could go thinking, but now when I have family and other people, I get depressed because I feel like a hamster in a wheel mm -hmm. and I, and, and it wears my, it wears my soul down, you know, it, it really does. So, um, I have to have these comments and reflections of the world and that are so, but I could just do it in my spare time. If I think that, because the thing is that we live in a, in a world where everybody want think it's cool to just get attention. And I think it's very um, um, arrogant in his base that what I I do something that you know others should just look at. Check this out, I'm so guys. interesting <laughs> yeah. for others, you know. So I think that it demands a huge amount of humility for myself to to uh, to question all the time: Is this interesting for others? Should I just because there is two different of pollution. There is the, the concrete one, which is really bad. Is this production or producing these things, exhibitions, art pieces, and so on, is it so important that they that I could take resources from the world to make them exist? Mm. And to make the finish, because it's that, that's the most resourceful uh, in my line of work. But that's one thing. And the other thing is, you know, there is also another pollution, which is is everybody wants to be seen. There's an, we, we all human beings are, are making a lot of noise and not thinking, is it so important? This? Is it important for others? Does it mean something? Or am I just putting a lot of noise into the world that is just um, taking the attention away from what is important? And I think the world is on. I'm, I'm not. I am pretty dystopic. But. I also think it has a reason. I'm not only this topic. I also think it has a reason. And I think we can change things because I do believe the all the scientists that say that it's really, really 
bad right now with the nature, with the environment, with it, pollution. It's and the oceans and you know when when the most of um, uh, uh, what do you call it the coral reef in uh, the Great Barrier Reef when eighty percent dies in a few years, you know it's serious. Yeah. So I do believe that we are in a critical point in 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 the world, and it's not just you know. And every time I speak up in in the the the, the, the Commonwealth with other people, you know, whatever I do takes attention, and every time I do something that takes attention, which is. Uh, just entertainment or look at me or interesting or funny ha 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 you know I take attention away from from our minds on the topics that's important mm. you know that's the thing you know we all I was listening to the radio at work yesterday and I was like so depressed because it's like they want to create an idiocracy you know it's like a deep uh, uh, you know st- stupidity and and they and it's one of the most popular Danish radio programs and they just talk bullshit and there's so many things and I don't believe in being serious serious all the time mm. I love the idea of um, that uh, that uh, the um, psychedelia psychedelic thinking is coming back you know mm. we need that you know we don't need to be serious serious but we need to believe that what we do is something of importance sometimes it means something and it does make a difference whatever you put into the common world well the difference maybe is just even asking the question but yeah because that means you have a a conscience about it you know yeah and you might think twice about when you make a radio program where everybody's talking bullshit and 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 just it's just entertainment the whole thing everybody ringing in and da 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 calling in you know and and um, being participating it's all kind of superficial bullshit and uh, and i just think okay that's cool you know entertainment is good sometimes you know checking out having you know, relaxing but the world is so full of it that we it's difficult for for the important things to be heard mm. or felt or you know well that's you... my conscience about Making yeah. art always and making exhibition platforms also and creating events. That's Everything. why I also always have to go into a, to create a new field that is not there. I'm not saying that I can invent a whole new like line or no, but but just for myself or the platform or the people where we try to do something in a different way. That is, you know, the world's obsessed with words, begreiper. Concepts. Concepts. The world's obsessed with concepts and models. And every time somebody makes something, they have to evaluate so they can make kind of model and make, and then recreate it. I don't believe in that. Mm. You cannot re- You can learn from your experiences, yes. But, you know, we. it's much more fun when we think new all the time. And then, and then we, you know, find, oh, I'm, I'm working uh, in this way with this, you know. <sighs> so boring. Well, the thought that popped into my head was that in a time of crisis, which may have all of humanity may have been a crisis on one one level or another, but in our current time of crisis, we have to do something. You know, there's that choice. Either you're going to lay down and we die, Mm -hmm. or we have to do something. You know, Mm -hmm. that's what occurs to me. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm really, I'm really much into Hannah Ard. I have two, like, uh, things have been working things two thinkers that I've been working along with it's Hannah Arndt and Nietzsche mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, and I really you know see a lot of the you know a lot of people just live you know keep up a life but there is also and 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 you know let you know that's really beautiful because that's how life continues but there is also in some ways I see the banality of evil is like a pest. It's like a, it's spreading, and uh, and I think it's the only way to deal with being in a world where you can see that this is just not right. And it's so I I I don't believe that me as a consumer should be the one that made politics about how the neo-capitalistic system. Because as soon as as long as we have uh, commercials and advertisement, and they work so hard on manipulating, then we I as a consumer cannot trust myself. 
because I am I am hardcore manipulated all the time mm. with the best tools they can come up with, you know. And That's some cutting edge stuff they got going on and, there. And and me as an individual, you know, I cannot resist that. I can do that sometimes. I can try, but I cannot. And that means that it cannot be me, the consumer, that should make should make the the politics of what should be in the world and what not should be in the world, mm. because. And at least not as long as somebody's trying to manipulate me all the time. Uh, so I do believe that it's political. And I do believe that since we have a global world, the fucking global, we have to have some global political structures about pollution, about, you know, who owns the earth, who owns the resources. Do you, if you own a piece of work, well, do you know, how did I get here? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, yeah. Well, it is tying it all together. You know, as yeah. much as you may have just uh, burnt yeah. out on that line yeah. of thought. Yeah. It is tying it together. Yeah, but I believe that we live, that the banality of evil that uh, Hannah Arndt defined with her uh, Eichmann in Jerusalem, that way of being in the world is very present right now. Mm. And, uh, and that why I also believe that political is not necessarily to take action. And because also very often I see activists that just replay. And replay is, is, is not interesting. It is because it's, it's the right way to be. And mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's not interesting. As soon as something is the right way to be, the right, right way to think, the right, you know, when you're in this group, that's how you think, then you're already uh, degenerated. You're lost. Then you're already the, the 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 thought is already stiffened hmm. and degenerated, and and the activity has already lost its its uh, its boost on the world because somebody already did it, or you know. And I think also, um, I remember myself as young. I thought that I had invented a new way of thinking in the world, and I I see the young people, and you just sometimes sit and say, "Yeah, but this person did that." Sometimes things are important to uh, repeat. Yeah. Because it Personally, change. maybe. No, but also as activists, hmm. because the structures are still there or they came back in a different way and we can repeat that. But, you know, uh, sometimes they should also try to invent something new. Think about it as like step into a new world all the time. Try to try to go beyond what you know, you know. I think that ties it together. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> Do you feel like it? Do yeah, you feel like we cool. did it? <laughs> I don't know what I said. I have really no idea. <laughs> I was in so many different places. To me, it ties it all together because it's not making art is not cut and dry. It's not like I go to work and pull a lever. Mm. It's so much more complicated and it touches every level of mm. who we are and who we aren't mm. and what the world is and what the world isn't. That there's no fucking, there's no way we can put it down, you know. And maybe you can write an artist statement that mm. talks about a project, mm. but when you go broad, what are we going to do? Yeah, yeah. One thing at a time. But I must say, you know, I use a philosophical way of dealing with my own doubt about mm. why should I do art. And that's and, and I, I had that when I made the not this exhibition space, but the, the previous one, I was thinking a lot, do the Copenhagen need one more exhibition space? Because I actually think there's quite a lot of art in Copenhagen and I don't have time to, for it. So it's also a little bit of um, a flood. What do you call it? A flood. Yeah. Uh, in my opinion, it's good. 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 Right. You know, Where is it excessive? But you know, right. it's a lot. Yeah. And um, and but I always you know use this philosophical way of making the uh, what do you call it? Negate the, the negative negate. of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, what would the world be without art? Right. And that's fucking scary. So you know, that's why I know art is important. But in this flood I live in, in Copenhagen, and in the people I'm around, and, and, you know, we are, you know, we're not the 1%, but we are, you know, living, we have no money, but we are still, you know, living in this, we are, we are the lucky ones, yeah. and we have to remember that. Yeah. So, and we, we co-producers of all this production in the world. Fucking high five to that. <laughs> Thank you, Zina. <laughs> Much obliged. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Undergang Armchair. The intro and outro music was kindly provided by Johnny Ripper, and today's interstitial music was provided by Twin Music Home. 
You can find links to their music and tons of other conversations with great people on our summer festival of a website, culturalbandwidth.com. Keep an eye out for the new platform coming out very, very soon. If you do like this show, we would appreciate it if you just take a second to leave a review or a star on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. It will help others find us. Thanks so much for joining us. 